0: Hi, my name is Mike Dillard, and this is Self Made Man, the podcast for those who want to leave their mark on the world and create a legacy of honor, integrity, and achievement in every aspect of your life. I'm glad you're here, and once again, it is time to forge your destiny. There's often a headline that's used in the online entrepreneur space that goes something like this Learn how to turn your passion into profits. Now, the reason you hear it so often is because it's a strategy that works, and today's guest is an extraordinary example of what it means to turn your biggest passion or problem in life into a successful business venture. Kaylin and Brandon Poulin are currently in their early 20s, and over the past three years, they have built a little online business from scratch that currently does well over $1 million per month in recurring revenue. Now, this all started when Kaylin hit her breaking point. She was 65 pounds overweight, unhealthy, and tired of what she saw when she looked in the mirror every morning. So she did something about it. And within 12 months, she set a world record for the fastest woman to ever qualify for a professional fitness competition license. That personal transformation story served as the foundation for her new passion, helping other women reach their fitness goals and transform their health. So later that year, with the help of her husband, Brandon, they launched ladyboss.com, a private membership community for women. And today, they currently have over 140,000 active members who subscribe for $27 a month. Do the math and your jaw will drop. And by the way, did I mention that they're just 23 years old? (laughs) So how did they do it? How did two young kids with zero previous marketing experience Build an eight-figure business empire in one of the most competitive markets in the world. Well, you're going to find out here today as we dive into the details behind their marketing strategies for finding customers, retaining those customers, and building an incredibly loyal tribe. Kalen and Brandon's success is unbelievably impressive, and I have studied every part of their business for months. So if you want to learn how to build a recurring revenue membership business, you're about to learn from some of the best of the best. Now, with that being said, make sure you head to selfmademan.com after you listen to this episode. And I want you to watch the new class from Russell Brunson. It's called The Truth About Making Money in an Online Business. And the reason you should go watch that class is because Kalen and Brandon built their entire business using Russell's business model that he goes over in that class and his software platform. And the best part is that right now you can even watch that entire class for free, along with the rest of the library for the next seven days. So between those two resources, you're going to receive an absolute master's degree today in online marketing. And with that being said, please help me welcome Brandon Poulin. Welcome back. Today we have an absolutely phenomenal guest, an extremely successful entrepreneur with one hell of a success story. And uh, Brandon Pullen, welcome to the show. Unfortunately, we we're supposed to do this with your wife, Kaylin, but she is uh, she is down for the count and sick today, unfortunately. Uh, so <laughs> thanks so much for joining us. And uh, we're, we're happy to have at least you on the show.
1: Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Absolutely. So you guys, uh, husband and wife team, the founder of ladyboss.com, you've been absolutely crushing it over the last two to three years since you've started the business. Just to give people some context, you've got about 140,000 active members of your monthly mentoring and coaching program. And I've seen recently, which I'm sure we'll talk about today, you guys have started your own supplement line, your own apparel line. You've got an app and you guys are just killing it. So I'm super excited to dive into how you guys have really built this brand and this company from scratch over the last couple of years.
1: Yeah, sounds like fun, man. Let's do it. <laughs>
0: so what's, uh, what's your story? What's, how did you and Kaylin get into this? How did you become entrepreneurs
1: and, and end up where you are today? Oh man, that's a good. Good question. So, um, we, uh, we met in California about five years ago and it's funny, I saw her go single on Facebook about a year later and I called her like a second later. I was like, Hey, you know, and then we wound up, you know, getting together and, and married and everything. And it's just been awesome. But really this, this journey of lady boss started about three and a half years ago. And it really started with the two of us being a part of another health company. And we just didn't, that, that health company didn't espouse the values of integrity that we wanted to partner with. And, you know, it wasn't our company per se. We were, we were representing that company. And, uh, and we, you know, we, we did great. We had a lot of success. And we spent, you know, three, four years in homes, face-to-face with people, having conversations 16 hours a day with the women that we now serve with Lady Boston. So we really got to know our customer, Right. A lot of people like, oh, you know, you launched your site and it was a success right away. And I'm like, yeah, well, there was like four years where we were like face to face with our customer, getting to know them, you know, finding out their story, their 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 pain, their their struggle, and 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 helping them with the solution. And so, you know, fa- fast forwarded now, you know, helping helping serve over 1.2 million women and and all the customers that you were talking about. And you know, it really just started with that journey and and becoming passionate about it. And and now like. It's crazy looking back because you know we, we never really imagined the scale that we'd be at now but when you when you just serve your customer and you really understand them I think like as entrepreneurs we get really detached from like the per, the people that we serve sometimes because we're either busy in our own life or or whatever but you know we've we built this great community that's allowed us to hear our customers on a, on a continual basis and what they're saying and what they're talking about and we literally just mold everything we're doing around that. So that's uh I don't know if that answers your question. I kind of rolled off on a tangent, but um you yeah, know yeah, and
0: I know I know Kaylin has a, a personal fitness story as well, right? Her own personal transformation when it came to uh, when it came to her health that I think is really the foundation for all of this.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. She lost sixty five pounds herself. That was a huge thing. Like she. It's actually funny because literally her grandma, she was like reaching into uh, a cookie jar, literally to like grab another snickerdoodle cookie. Like, you know, you like your grandma's like snickerdoodle cookies, you know what I mean? Like Christmas time. And, and she was like going to, gr- to grab and eat another one. And her grandma literally smacked her hand and was like, "Kaylin, I don't think that you need another one of those. And she was like shocked, right? But that was like the pattern interrupt for her in her weight loss journey. And that set her off and she's always been an achiever, but it set her like you know what like i'm tired of this and so you know she ended up losing 65 pounds and she documented the whole thing and it's crazy because it took her about 7 months to lose the, the 65 pounds and then immediately after that she like posted on online that she was going to compete in a fitness competition <laughs> and like you know if you know anything about fitness competitions like she had just lost the weight right and and so it was kind of crazy that she said that and so she actually ended up winning her first show and then the second show she won her pro card which you know if, if you're not familiar with IFBB International Federation of Bodybuilding it's like people compete for 10 years to get that and she did it in her second show in her second show so she actually broke a world record doing it which is just insane cuz she's just so driven and and just disciplined it's incredible and um I married up by the way Mike I married up <laughs> uh, and, and so that kind of led to to, you know, just that journey people got attached to online. And that coupled with our experience, you know, one-on-one with our customers kind of led to like, okay, you know, let's take this platform and, and let's help people with it. Let's, let's make this our, our, our mission, our passion in life. Let's make this our, our thing we could do together. I can do the business and you can do the business and, and talk about it and we can kind of be a team. And so we've just literally wholeheartedly grown it together as a couple, which has been awesome and rewarding. But it's kind of interesting because she took a, uh, she took kind of a, a turn, like a lot of people who compete, they, they go into, into fitness and, and we made a, a line in the sand and said, no, we want to be in weight loss. We want to help the average woman. I mean, the average woman right now needs to lose more than 50 pounds. That's the average American woman. And, and so she kind of stepped down from competing and just said, you know what, like, let me, you know, this is, this was great. This was an incredible achievement, but how can I use this story springboard? To inspire other women and, and, you know, it's, it set the stage for her credibility and for her knowing what she's doing. And her experience has always, has always, you know, been the, been like the X factor, right? Like you can know a lot of stuff and she does, she's crazy knowledgeable about it all, but having that personal experience just trumps everything. You know what I mean? So,
0: yeah, without a doubt. And then from a a business perspective, when you guys said, Hey, we want to turn this into our own business instead of selling other people's products, I know that you're huge, you know, the poster success stories for uh, you know ClickFunnels, and I've heard your name mentioned by Russell Brunson uh, you know a hundred times. But what did the beginning of your business look like? Did you guys start with an ebook or with the membership site from the beginning? What was it?
1: Yeah, man. So we were crazy, and we had a membership site from the beginning, and <laughs> you, we literally buckled down for. Uh, and it's funny because I had one that one guy that I met that knew anything about the internet and like selling stuff on the internet in my hometown. And and he showed me ClickFunnels, and I was like, I need because I was looking for something like, how am I going to use this site and sell it, right? And uh, and he showed me ClickFunnels. So that's kind of funny, but but yeah. So we we launched for, with a membership from the get go because you know it just made sense. And you know, a healthy lifestyle, and losing weight, it's it's not like a ninety day thing. You know, it's a journey, it's a lifestyle, it's a routine that you put yourself in. It's it's how you win. You know, anyone, you, you know, especially in the entrepreneur world, it's always like routine and. And, and what's the, what's the key? And and honestly, that's the key, right? Is if you can give yourself this just task list or this, that, that makes it sound boring, but like, you know, this routine, this, this thing that you can get in the groove of. And, and that's how, you know, even personally for myself, I've been able to, to keep everything in line. And so we've focused on, on creating that with women through the lady boss lifestyle, helping them with it. And, and the membership just made sense because it, it just keeps going, right? It's, it's perpetual. So. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's one of the one of the most ideal business models in the world which is really why i've focused on doing you know doing the same for the last 10 years now is building membership based businesses sure. but it can be one of the most difficult especially yeah. today with so many membership offers out there yeah. and you guys have built one of the most successful i've ever seen building up to 140,000 active members in you know roughly 2-3 years is really unheard of. So, I've been watching you guys as you've evolved specifically over the last 12 months. I've studied all of your websites, all of your copy. I've bought a membership. I've participated in the whole thing, right, as an observer. And what <laughs> I... know, Mike. Yeah, lady boss? <laughs> I, am, I am. I am a lady boss. <laughs>
1: Love it. Love
0: it. <laughs> because you guys have... You found some kind of pixie dust, right? There's some kind of secret sauce to what y'all are doing that is pretty rare to find and i'm always students of successful entrepreneurs who've done that so i have a hunch as to what it is but i want to know what your answer to that is what is the reason for the success of the membership and there's two sides to it there's acquisition how are you guys successfully acquiring new members and if you're willing to dive into some of the numbers and the math on how you do that, it would be really valuable because that's the secret sauce when it comes to to paid acquisition. And then how are you retaining the people?
1: Sure. Yeah, that's great. Now I'm like now I'm all hooked on your hunch. I'm like, what is it? What does he think it is? <laughs> <laughs> Just don't change it later after I tell you. No, no. <laughs> um no that's good. Yeah. So for for acquisition, yeah, I like this. I mean if you, you boil it down like you said, there's two sides. So for acquisition Oh, man. I mean, you know, I don't know a lot about about your crowd and your podcast in general, Mike. I know about you. I, I know you're phenomenal at what you do. But as far as like acquisition, we just dove in on, on social media advertising. You know, we've, we've never really relied a lot on organic. We're, we're working on different channels and expanding really right now is what we're focusing on. But Facebook has been key for us in acquisition as most people who are running online businesses right now, because they've got the eyeballs, they've got the data. And just, you know, man, it's hard. There's so many areas I could dive into when you say acquisition, but... Well, let's
0: say, let's say for example, uh, mm-hmm. what has been the offer that has worked best? And, you know, right now, I've come across the whole uh, free trial offer, right? Which is what we do. Almost sure. the exact same thing. Start your free seven-day experience today. And then it's, I believe, $27 a month after that. So... Is have you found that the free trial offer has worked best or have you also tested going directly for the sale, you know, up front on moment one?
1: It's, it's funny, man, because I'm like, so it's interesting. Like I did a roundtable with a bunch of entrepreneurs and everyone came and they're like, what's the price point? What's the offer? What's and, and it's, it's interesting because I almost want to tell them like, you know, you need to get somewhere that makes sense and then just like stick with it because sometimes we're pulling the wrong levers in our business about what's going to grow it or what's going to work. And um, to be honest with you, man, I think we had like a $1 trial at some point, and then we switched it to free, and I've never tested anything else. Yeah. Because I would say it's more about, I mean, the, the free trial just came because if you look at the biggest companies with the biggest memberships, that's what they do. And we just figured, let's just show people how awesome our product is, because it's way better than anybody else's, because our competition is a PDF From some guru on Instagram, right? right? Or I mean, there's some other, there's a couple other awesome people in the in, in the weight loss industry that have similar program to ours, but there's not much. And so we just figured, let's show people how awesome our product is, and then they'll want to stay. Let's show them how awesome our community is, and that's probably the pixie dust. Um, if you had to if you had to say what's the pixie dust that that retention side is showing them that community inside of that free trial, and so we spend a lot of time and we, we put a lot of different points of automation to get people into the community as soon as they sign up for that trial because the reality is that if you if you can build community around a common cause then you'll you can retain people. So but we're not talking about retention, we're talking about acquisition. So so that's really it's focusing on, you know, the pain that your customer has and showing them how good the offer is, making it easy for them to start. Like order forms are really important. They've got to be simple. It's got to be minimum effective dose for how they get started, you know, there's a lot of, like, you can go into band and cart sequences and all kinds of stuff like that. But I think the the, the main part of the acquisition is, you know, adding value up front every way that you can. I know it's so cliche to say, but like, you know, we give away a free thing, like we'll do a 30 minute sales presentation on how, and, and then pitch a free, free trial, right? That's, that's not normal, right? Like, well no, um,
0: that's that's so that's a great question. That's that's a yeah. great question. Let's let's talk about that because when you say thirty minute sales pitch, I haven't seen that. So is that a video? <laughs> is it a webinar?
1: Yeah, so like kind of a VSL on Facebook style and it's so ultimately for us it's like, hey, we want to help women lose weight while loving themselves again. That's our goal. And we've got to do everything within our power to convert and get those customers because if we don't get the dollar, if they don't commit with their money, because people's People's heart follows their treasure, right? So if, if they don't give us their money, if they don't commit, then we can't help them. So, you know, we do we do all kinds of different things in, in, in all different arenas. And so, like, that's one of the things that we've done is is a Facebook Live. And, um, you know, fortunately, Kaylin is incredible on camera. She's been on stages. She's not shy <laughs> at all. So, you know, she's really good at, 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 hel- at helping women cross that bridge from, like, where she was using her story and, and like, you know, we spend 30 minutes on a, on a live video to pitch a free thing. You know, it's just – you've got to, like, get – got to break through the noise and, and be so real. I mean, there's so many factors that, like – like uh, we could talk for hours about authenticity and, and like, being being real and, and just not trying to – like, I think a lot of people try to put on this, like, lifestyle, this, like, oh, here's my Lamborghini and I'm so amazing and, like, this is why I should sign up. But honestly, like, if you just, like, shared – Openly, and you were real about it. I think people connect with that more, and then you're adding value up front. You're giving them free things. You're showing them, like, like we always aim, we always say we aim to give away better stuff for free than other people charge for. And so, if you do that, it sets you apart. You know what I mean?
0: Well, that so that brings me to to what my hunch was. And my hunch, uh, I the best way I'm going to sum it up is with the word heart. So, what I see you guys that you guys have that many other companies don't that i think is the reason for your your success is heart and i think you kind of summed up the authenticity factor of that the 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 genuineness um, that you have and the fact that you, you actually give a damn <laughs> you know so
1: that's right it's weird it's like i i was talking to someone the other day and they were like yeah i'll just you know bulls down dollars and cents and i was like I, I, I don't really think it does you know i think dollars and cents are are good and you need to make them and but if that's first then, then the people people are you know you know Mike what something that's really helped me so like this is probably like pulling this out of my like ch- chest of like like mindsets that have helped me more than than anything else period in the last three years and I would say that if you a- operate under the assumption that your customers are super intelligent and they're way smarter than you think they are then you will just crush it because mm-hmm. I think most people underestimate how how smart their customers are, and how they actually know what's going on, wh- why they're buying, and why you're trying to sell them, and and I think that we really underestimate the consumer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially weight loss for us, because we're in like the most mature market period. Like we're in this market that's just been people have been bombarded by everything, right? You know what I mean? And right. so I think you cut through the noise and you and you show that authenticity, and that heart, like you said. You know, we've been super blessed, and and but I, I think that if you if you seriously take a look at your customer, like think about your customer right now and, and think about like when you're crafting a message or you're crafting an ad or, or you're going to run a new Facebook ad or you're going to do a webinar. Like, are you actually giving them credit and, 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 and speaking to them in a way that like, assuming that they really understand and they're smart and they know that you're selling like, and, and that's helped us a lot in, in crafting and, and, and communicating. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, no, i totally makes sense. I love that frame. So with, with that essentially being your secret sauce, there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there I think who really who really care about their customers and who could do something similar uh, at the end of the day. you've still got to be ex- you still have to be able to execute uh, yep. and build your business and market, which is a pretty cutthroat black and white deal either either you can spend a dollar and make you know more than a dollar back or you're not <laughs> so sure you know on the marketing side. I know that I've gone through your funnel, and we'll talk about that here in a minute. On average, could you and, and you can keep whatever you want private, but could you set an expectation for folks on typically what you could expect to spend on marketing to acquire a free trial customer?
1: Oh man, it 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 really varies. Um, it's I'll tell you this, man. It's um, you know just like any industry or any channel that marketers are going to go ruin, right? Because we just bombard things. The, our acquisition costs on Facebook has doubled or tripled in the last couple of years. And and it's just like a it's like a flashing light, like you can't rely on one on one channel, one platform, right? You've got to be yeah. yeah. I think you should master yeah. I think you should master one and then and then you should go, okay, like once I've mastered one and it's working, like how do I kind of start splintering off and and finding other ways to get customers that really work? Um as far as like like how much it, it really varies. Um, it depends on the offer. We have nine different um, nine different offers. We got five supplements and two ways into our into our core Lady Boss Lifestyle digital product, and we have a coaching program. And so we got a bunch of different things. But but usually, you know, in, it I think the, industry, the the average kind of for us is somewhere around somewhere around like forty to uh, probably more like thirty to sixty dollars. Yeah, that's just, what I was gonna I was gonna ballpark fifty. Yeah. So it, it really varies. It's somewhere in there as far as, you know, how much you're going to spend. But like we've had unicorn ads that just every once in a while, I mean, so, so I think a smart thing to do early on. And it's funny because when we first, when we first started scaling, I, uh, I had spent like a thousand dollars and I didn't even realize that the return on that thousand dollars. And, and I didn't even like, I had this emotional barrier to spending and, you know, as, as entrepreneurs, like we have, you know, if you're not breaking new thresholds every day, then you're not growing your business, right? It's like the you're if you're lit as the leader as the entrepreneur isn't growing and you're not doing different things every day. It's like you know you're not growing, right? And and like I had this crazy emotional threshold about ad spend and that I had to break through and um, and I had like a five x return on the money I didn't even understand and I didn't even spend more. It's like <laughs> Because I was just scared to spend money, right? And and you you have to break out of that men- mentality, out of that mindset, and just like go for it, right? Put your put your foot on the gas when the numbers make sense. But you know, early on, I think one of the big things about scaling and, and advertising is that you need to set a number that you're willing to spend, and then we call it the magic metric, right? Like what's the number you're willing to spend to acquire a customer, and then you spend everything possible up until that number. And and if you do that, it takes the emotion out of it, right? And uh, and it's yeah. been helpful.
0: Yeah, no, without a doubt. I mean, that's the same marching order I give my my Facebook agency, which is, hey guys, here's yep. what it's costing us to acquire a customer, and and here's what we're getting on initial initial value. So if right. someone, uh, you know, if a new customer is worth a hundred bucks, I'll say go spend up to a hundred bucks to acquire as many as you can,
1: right? Right, and you'll make and then, money after that. And then you have to go, okay, as you grow a business and it becomes more about taking market share and about acquisition and speed, right? It's like, okay, now I got to maybe spend over and recoup it on the back end or, right. or, or, and then if you look at like, you know, obviously probably your, your audience is more startup or um, more kind of organic entrepreneurs. Like I've never taken any money from any company that wanted to invest or anything like that. But, you know, a lot of companies, they'll go, They'll go, you know, VC backed software companies, stuff like that, they're gonna go, you know, six months negative ROI on a customer's position. So it's like that's why we have to be crafty, we have to have better ads, we have to be good marketers, we have to understand and care about our customers to win, right? Absolutely.
0: And and I think a really big part of this that I know revolutionized my business, gosh, ten years ago Mm -hmm. was an upsell. Right, And so going through y'all's fun, that y'all's funnel, I think you have probably four or five upsells. And those are designed to increase that initial customer value. right? You can't give away a product for free, spend 50, 60 bucks to acquire that customer and stay in business for very long. So those upsells are are what's going to allow you to recoup that ad spend immediately on day one rather than waiting one to two months down the road, which is really, really risky. So uh, obviously, yeah, I, I'd assume that you guys have had your business revolutionized when you, once you incorporated your first upsell as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and and for us, it's like, you know, what is your, what's the next logical thing? And here's, what's cool. Someone, uh, a good friend of mine, Myron uh, Golden, he, he, he said this and I was like, wow. He's like, Brandon, every problem that you solve creates a new problem. So every problem you solve for a customer creates a new problem. And so now it's like, oh, I'm on this weight loss plan, but, what supplements should I take? That's the first question, right? So, it, it, you know, if, if you examine your own business, you probably realize like, there's a next question. And there's always a next question, right? So for us, like the evolution was, what supplements should I take? And then it's okay, well, now I need workout clothes. And like, okay, now I need a shaker bottle to put, you know, my supplements in. And then, and uh, and you can get definitely drowned, you can drown in that a little bit. So take it slow on that. But really, you know, for us, it was like, what's the next logical thing? And, the, and they wanted supplements. And we looked out out and around and we were like okay first of all like most supplements are for men and they've got crazy hormones and ingredients and testosterone and stuff and and so we spent like 16 months developing a supplement line working with doctors finding the stuff that we want to take and then you know then it became in there we used to have a guide before uh we actually had the supplements because we wanted to we, it was just like what did they what do they want they want to know what supplements so let's what can we deliver right now to help them solve that problem right and then that was the upsell and now it's our own stuff, which is awesome, right? It's a lot more fun when you're like, Hey, we can really believe in this stuff. Yeah. No, without a doubt from, from the break even, like you said, I mean, you know, if you've got a, a free trial model and you're, you have a membership, you've got to, I mean, our goal is spend as much as possible so we can just break even on the front. We, we usually do better than that. But at, at this point in, in our scaling and our, we have end and, and we've got we know our numbers pretty well and we want to just affect more lives as quick as possible. So it's like how as long as we can break even on the front and we're not cash flow negative, then we can scale to infinity, right? So that's kind of the, the idea behind the upsell and, and, and knowing your cart value at the end of the funnel, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm just, I'm just ballparking here, but what we'll call initial customer value, right? The customer value at the moment they, uh, they sign up for that free trial. It's probably going to be between 100 and 200 bucks on average, 150 ish.
1: I'd say it's in there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just ballpark. So,
0: so all of a sudden, you went from From someone spending, yeah, someone spending zero to 10 minutes later spending 150 bucks. So that's what makes it all all work, right? So that's awesome. Yeah. Now let's talk uh, about you know the 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 community aspect of this because that's such an important part when it comes to stick rate. None of this matters if somebody cancels the next month. And so from a community component, this is something that I've been looking to incorporate into Self-Made Man for the past month or two. I'm just kind of ruminating. What does that look like? How should we structure it? Are you guys just using a private Facebook group or using your own platform? What do you use first and foremost?
1: Yeah. Everyone I've ever seen that's tried to create their own platform has failed. Yeah. Um, so we, yeah, I actually was talking to someone yesterday and there was like some guys that, uh, I forgot the name of the, the site, but basically they were, they were competitors with Facebook back in the day and they have their own, you can white label. But anyways, I'm not going that we have a private Facebook group and, and the incredible thing about Facebook is like all these algorithm changes are favoring groups because they're favoring personal interaction between profiles between people and, and they're kind of removing that we they've they've started shifting away from the media and and that just helps so when you get your customers into a group and they start engaging with each other all facebook's going to do is show them the engagement from your group with each other and so it's like you've got facebook promoting your community 24/7 inside their cell phone and i mean if you're not utilizing a facebook group then like go do that right now. <laughs> like if any guys listening, like if you don't have a Facebook group for your customers, you need to go make one right now.
0: <laughs> well, let's so let's talk about that because well, I think one of the one of the hesitations I have around that is, sure. and I think anyone with who's just getting started on their own is going to have the same same challenge. Yeah. Which is what are the expectations that you set for your group members awesome. as far as what you're going to provide. And sure. how do you do that in a, a reasonable way without you being completely consumed or burned out?
1: Yeah, definitely. And, and you know, Kalen just spoke at Funnel Hacking Live a couple weeks ago kind of about this community, the identity shift and and how to do it. But just to, to give you like, you know, I mean, it's here's what it does. When you create a Facebook community, number one, like I remember when we first started this, I was running away from our members. I was like, do not email them. They're going to cancel. <laughs> right. right? Yeah.
0: So, yeah. yeah email- I'm so happy you said that because everybody, everybody it. has that fear, right?
1: Yeah, we have that fear yeah. and we're like, crap, like, and and, and you know what? It's, I, I wrote a, a kind of a CEO letter, letter from the desk of Brandon CEO addressed to the whole community at the end of 2017. And one of the things I said was, you know, you guys are incredible and, and, and what you've done with our community in this group is just been uh, just a blessing to be a part of. But uh, I'll be honest, it keeps us on our toes over here at headquarters. It keeps our team in line. It keeps, it keeps us steering in the right direction and putting you guys first honest, because there's yeah, so yeah. much transparency yeah. when you, yeah. when you create that and it can be scary. Yeah. And I'd say take the leap because the more that you communicate with your customer after they join, the longer they're going to stay. Cause like people don't, People don't spend money on things that that they're not using. But if there's one, if there's one vertical of your, so like for us, like we're workout, so we're, we're weight loss. So if they're using our supplements, our our grocery list, or our meal plan, or our workout plan, or, or they just make a, a friend in the community, that's enough for them to stay. So it's like if you can just get that one thing, and you just absolutely 100x the chance of them finding that one thing if you create that community because they're gonna see someone else using the program in a certain way or something that'll that will draw a connection for them so just like I just want to encourage people like like communicate with your customer as much as possible after they buy if they're in a if they're in a continuity because they're not gonna pay if if they're not using it so with the group Mike because you asked is and it's a monster. I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, obviously it depends on how many customers you have, but when we created it, like we didn't know what we were getting into, but I've got a couple things that could shortcut like two years of pain for oh, all please. of you. Guys <laughs> <laughs> so like the, the first thing is that, you know, one of the things like I, I asked, um, I asked the pastor at my church, I said, how do you get people to come here twice a week for 25 years? I was like, that's incredible, right? Like, that's insane. He's like, we know who we are. We know we believe and we know what we stand for. And the way and the flavor of, uh, of how we do things will change. But the heart is always the same. So so I took that and said, okay, we need to know who we are as a company. And and that's, that's a huge thing is like at Lady Boss, like we know our mission is to help women lose weight while loving themselves. We know how we do it we know why we do it and we know how when we're winning. We know all of those things and it's a, a mission that we read every morning as a team on the huddle. In fact, I'm I'm sitting in my office and there's um you know our team is is outside and, and we've about 35 people now and they're all in the huddle reading re- they're going to read it out loud probably in a few minutes. It takes like 7 minutes every morning to do this. And and so we know who we are. And so what that does is that that and that permeates everything. It permeates customer service. It permeates It permeates your advertising. It permeates your messaging. And one of the the issues I've seen is a lot of people, they'll they'll create a business and they don't like their customers because they weren't clear about who they were and who they wanted to serve. And that makes the group a pain. If you've got a bunch of people you don't like and a bunch of people that don't like align with your values because you kind of just like, I want to sell to anybody, right? That makes it tough. So it's like, if you know who you are and now you're inviting people in this group, they're going to be like-minded with you and the company, and it's not going to be like this struggle of like, oh, these people drive me crazy, right? So that's the first thing I would say. The second thing is you've got to set boundaries about what the group is for, but more importantly, what it's not for. So, so that's something that we do through a pinned post at the top of the group, and it's a video that we have that Kaylin did. Um. So we made a big, giant list of like, what were all the problems we were experiencing? So people sh- spamming links, people being negative. What are all the things we don't want? And People asking for a refund <laughs> in, the, <laughs> in the middle of the
0: group. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I totally agree with you. I, I did the exact same thing because yeah. people would post support issues in the middle of, you know, the, the message board. And then the second person's like, oh, yeah, I, I want to, you know, cancel or, you know, get a refund or whatever, too. And then a the third person pops up. And, you know, all of a sudden the people who have been n- not active and unplugged are mm-hmm. just reminded now that, hey, I'm, I'm not participating in this. I might as well leave, right? Sure. And it just turns into a customer service support channel, which is sure. not what you want. So we did the so exact I, same thing.
1: I've got, I've got like a, I think it is, I don't think it's what you want as a main thing, but I do think that there, there's a lot of value and power in those questions. Um, so our, our kind of sop if you will with our support team and, and you know if you're if, if you're just getting started with your group or you have a va or one person it doesn't matter but I mean it's gonna take some time like if you want to cultivate a culture and a community of people that are gonna pay you month every month after month after month it's gonna you know it takes some some energy in there and what I would say is um, so mike you probably don't don't look at your own comments anymore I don't know if for us like we couldn't look at like we can't look at that because it's like you don't want any of that negative in your frame right you like let's, let's train a team, team member how to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so one of the things I'd say is like, you know, when your customers are commenting and they're putting questions and stuff, this is your opportunity to save them because they're going to go cancel if they don't get an answer. And now you can see what their answer is. Cause uh, you know, a good friend of mine, um, Alex Charfin, he's been on here, I think, right? Alex uh, one of, is my, one of my best friends. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you know him, he's awesome. And one of the things that I, I was listening to something he was talking about and, and, and we worked together and I'm and, and, uh, in his uh, grow and scale program, which has been phenomenal for team building. But one of the things that he said is like a complaint is an opportunity for you to fix something. and that And, and now you know about it, right? So it'd be like, well, if Susie and Sally have this issue with your program and you don't have a way that they could communicate it with you or maybe they wouldn't have sent an email, now you know. So what we do is we, we have our support team deal with it as like a support team page. So we have Lady Boss support team as a page that, that engages in the group, not necessarily Kaylin. So it's not you know the, the, um, the character of the business dealing with support, which she doesn't anyway. She doesn't have time to. But, um, but then we deal with it and, um, and then we just hide it. We just remove it out. You know, so we kind of get to it as fast as possible, deal with it, let's save the customer and then we remove it out. So that's, that's really helpful. And another thing is you will be blown away once you get your community going, how much people want to help facilitate it. And that's something that's really, really cool. So we find the, 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 most engaging value adding members of our community that we really like. And we say, you know what, they, they represent what lady boss is about. And, and we and we send them an email and we ask them if they want to commit and, and accept the the uh, title of a Lady Boss Angel, right? So do they want to become like a kind of a, a, high, a little bit higher status in our community? And it comes with the responsibility of helping our support team, make sure the group is conducive to the goals of everyone that's in it, right? And so now we've got, um, we actually, I think we have 50 or more now because um, our group is huge. <laughs> it's a monster. There's like a million en- engagements a month inside of it. How many, like how
0: many members do you have right
1: now? So we have in the group itself 40,000. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. of that 40,000, about 85% of those people are active. Um, so consist- so, so,
0: so it, again, so when it comes to setting expectations, if someone's starting from scratch, they don't have 35 people on their team, let's just say it's just them. Sure. What are the expectations that you guys set on what you deliver in that group? Are y'all doing a live Facebook once a week? Uh-huh. You know how how often are you adding value to the group or content? Sure,
1: sure absolutely. Um, so, Kalen definitely strives to go in there. We don't set like a specific you know commitment around it. Mm. Uh, at our level, it's just not necessary. I mean, even if you're you're including that as like a bonus or a part of your your program or, or your continuity. I don't think it's necessary. I think you just do it. and But as far as the expectations, starting day one, if, if it was just me and I was starting my own group on, you know, let's say I, I had a product about how to grow a continuity business and it was just me and I was creating a group for all the people that had signed up, I would set those expectations. I'd lay out like what is this for and what it's not for. I'd write them all out. I'd do a video on it and be like, Oh, this is so exciting. Welcome to the group. Like this is amazing, but guys, there's just some rules because without police, like people riot and there's anarchy and like, we want to make this the best place. That's most conducive for your, for you to grow and learn and reach this objective that we're all here for. Right. And then I would, I would kind of lay the groundwork for what it's for. Here's something awesome to post, post this, post your workout. I guess not the same business, but for us, it's like post your workout, post your, your, something you need help with, post a question, post your victories. Post, you know, things that are important to you. Like we want people to connect on on all levels inside the group. And then it's like, okay, you know, you can't post links. And so setting those boundaries. And then, and then just, uh, you know, if it's just me, I would say you got to jump in there. You got to, you got to engage. Um, you know, when we started the group, it was a lot of, you know, Kaylin just engaging and and liking and, and commenting and just, you know, using her her interaction with them. But you know rewarding using your interaction to reward the right type of behavior if that makes sense
0: yeah no that that's that's all uh that's all really good yeah i mean there's just, you've got to find reasons to engage right or uh, events to engage with or mm-hmm. you know whatever it may be so one of the really most interesting ideas that i've come across over the last month when it comes to a facebook group mm-hmm. came from a, a friend that i met at aubrey marcus's house who does all, all of on its paid Facebook acquisition and he has a couple of other clients as well. And he's, he said having a Facebook group has been absolutely critical to their paid acquisition strategy. Right. Um, but what they're doing a little bit differently is that they're leaving the group free and open to the public so anyone can join. Sure. And they're using that as an interaction point and an introduction point, right? So... The doors wide open. Anybody can join this group, and they essentially get exposed to your tribe at that point. And all of the members who are, let's say, paid members, and we'll just use Self Made Man as an example for this. If you're a paid Self Made Man community member, we're talking about stuff. We're talking about lessons or videos or classes that we've done, or you know, the the private stuff that only paid members are seeing. We're talking about that in that public format, form, uh, forum, excuse me. And it kind of creates some FOMO for the people who aren't paid members and they're missing out on that experience, right? Absolutely. They can't participate in the conversation. So it becomes this conversion point uh, from free to paid. So for me personally, that's kind of my last piece of this puzzle that I'm trying to figure out is should we start a self-made man group and leave it open to the public or should we leave it as private as one of the paid benefits of being a paid member? And I can't decide. <laughs> I can't decide the answer yeah, to that
1: man what's the price point
0: per month uh 19 a month or 97 a year
1: okay so we've we've never done a free group and the the reason so so the strategy you're talking about a lot of people are crushing it i i have a lot of friends that are doing higher ticket programs that they warm people up in that free group and it's almost like an email list but way better it's like you're just getting people added to this list so if you think of it like an email list it actually makes a whole lot of sense and i've just found um, for us you know, maybe, maybe it's, I'm being closed minded and crazy and like, it would work if we just made it free. But I also know that at, even at the high volume of customers that we have, we have hundreds of new customers a day. It's like, it's, it's already enough to like, you know, keep it going the direction that we want. And, and it's rocking and rolling and we don't have a problem with our acquisition process. But I think for someone who's got a higher ticket thing, it, it really could be a, really valuable to have that free group to get people warmed up and then you and then you have a separate paid group. So the, so my friends that are doing high ticket stuff. I, I know that's that's what they do. That's kind of the model. It's like you got the free group and then you got the paid group. And then you kind of like encourage the paid group to go into the free group and like share their story. And people like to, to be featured and talk about success and, and winning, and then they get to see that and get exposed to it kind of like you said. So that's a great model that works. For us, I just I felt like um, it would water down how valuable the group actually is because now anyone can come in and then it just becomes more at our volume, more of a administrative burden and less of a value for the customers just because we're low ticket, right? Like we're, it's $27 a month and it's free to get in in the first place. Right. Right. So, right. so that's kind of been my thought process on it. So I don't know, man, I think, I think it's just a, an individual kind of decision, but that's why I've, I've gone that route. You know what I mean? Cause we could open it up. Um, Facebook doesn't let you promote groups. You can promote the link to a group. But again, it it's just all kind of boils down to that acquisition process. If you're using it as an acquisition process, I think it's incredible. But for us, it just didn't make sense of the volume. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So
0: interesting, interesting food for thought. And like I said, I like you said, I don't know if there's a, a right or a wrong answer. I think it makes sense for what you guys are because you've already got acquisition taken care of. so if you're looking if acquisition and you're starting from the ground floor is your number one priority does it make sense to to open it for free and and uh yeah there's obviously there's not a clear answer there so
1: yeah i just know like some some of um some of my friends that are doing free groups is i've just the because it's free completely like anybody can get in sometimes it like they just end up hating the group and like despising it because it's just such a like a burden to keep in the right direction because there is no financial. That's a
0: great, that's a great, that's a great consideration point as well. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, groups are a blessing and a curse. There's a, I've had them twice. I've built an entire social media platform seven, eight years ago. Oh, wow. Uh, We had, we had, you know, tens of thousands of, of free, free users and members on there and people posting content. And I think we had over a million pages of user submitted articles and videos on the platform and a forum obviously and it was just a blessing and a curse like yes. um, i had to sue one of the one of the trolls on there who was just you know the guy had mental issues but it got to the point where you know we had to take legal action uh, against somebody so i've <laughs> it's yeah. one of the reasons why i've been hesitant to do it but sure. at, at this point it's just so important especially if you have a membership site you've got to have that tribal component to it yeah. Uh, or your stick rate's just not going to be there unless you're software, right? If you're software, it's a different ballgame. You don't need that. If sure. you're a group of individuals aligned around a common set of values and a mission and a set of goals, you gotta have it.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely, man. And it's I mean, if you looked at our block list, you'd be astonished how many people we've kicked we've kicked out. But you know, we just we create a process for it. It's like a second violation and you're out. Like we don't we don't mess around. You know what right. I mean? It's like we 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 don't we're adding we're adding 3 to 500 women a day so it's like there's no tolerance for for people that are going to be negative because those aren't the customers we want to serve anyways and it's not worth it it's like as the entrepreneur it's it's a, it's a heartache it's like a headache like you said this guy is one person but he's like consumed this part of your brain in this project that is just like unnecessary right and it's it's tough and so we don't want to put ourselves in that position right and, and obviously like you, you know, I'm sure you blocked him and stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no. I'm, I'm, I'm super quick on any of my social media channels, Instagram, Twitter, wherever. If someone is rude at all, Insta block.
1: Get, ri- get rid of them Man, ask, yeah. ask Mark Zuckerberg how he feels about having a massive community right now. It's not
0: easy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, well, cool. This has been super valuable. I've got one, one final question for you based okay. on what you just said, right? Three to 500 new customers a day. If someone's just starting out, they've got their business up and ready to go. You know, you've know, you got to start somewhere when it comes to a sales presentation or a marketing funnel. It's not like you can set up nine in a day. You've got to start with one. That's right. And ideally, that one needs to work. You've got to make that one your absolute best shot in the world right. and pull out all the stops. What would you recommend for folks if you were consulting someone or coaching someone if that was their primary question right now, are you going to say, based on what's worked for y'all, right? Say, hey, I would focus on a 5 to 25 minute VSL or I would focus on a webinar. What would you suggest?
1: Man, that's a good that's a good question. I would say you got to do what works for yours and it's an awful answer. I would say if, if you have... So general rule of thumb is if you have something that's new or unique that people don't really quite understand yet, a video is better because you're going to need to explain a little more. And then if you have something that's pretty easily understood, like for us, you know, a pocket personal trainer is, is the, is the word that we use to connect what our program is. Right. Cause that makes sense. They're like, Oh, okay. Like fitness membership site to a woman who needs to lose hundred pounds. That doesn't make any sense. Like, what is that? Like, what do I do in that? Right. But a pocket personal trainer, I'm like, Oh, okay. So it's like everything a personal trainer gives me, cause that's people's idea and we've connected it. Right. So I, I do, I do a video more if you need to explain more, or I would do more of a, a written kind of page if, if it's kind of a self-understood concept, if that makes sense. And then I would try both once you get rolling. But like you said, Mike, you need one funnel. That's, that's it, man. We had one funnel for two years. It wasn't until the last year and a half that we expanded the line and connected them all and have all this crazy stuff now that i so what you
0: know, what was that I mean, that was your that's exactly what i was talking about right like that was your one shot and it worked so was that a vsl with a button under it or a long form letter it was a long
1: it was a long form sales page and it looked horrendous i'll tell you it was it was awful and uh it, but it worked you know because the copy and this is where like I would say throw all your price points and all of these marketing like funnel structure theories out the window because if your copy that's all that matters it's it's the, the me- what's the message that you're getting across and if you're if you're there's there's two like like cornerstones that we always use when we craft messaging and so if you're going to write this page and you're going to buy ads to it and you're going to create a membership like like number one what is your customer what is their pain and then what is their dream right and if you just focus on those two things, like you can't ever get it wrong, and uh, that's kind of what we do still. We try to simplify it all, right? It's like pain and dream and then offer. You know what I mean? Mm, and yeah. store. Talk about that pain, talk about that dream, use a story to convey it and then present an offer. I think it's so simple and 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 we get I think we get caught up in like I said pulling the wrong levers and like, you know, what um uh, what price point and what what um what structure and how many up, like funnels and and and, uh, and you need all that stuff once you get rolling, but like you said mike it's one it's one funnel, and Russell always says you're one funnel away and I'm yeah like, that's
0: it's totally true that's, that's totally it. true. The last business <laughs> you know I, membership business I started before self made we started at the end of two thousand ten. We had one webinar that I, I wrote i didn 't know if it was going to work or not, and we sold a ninety seven dollar a month membership or five hundred and ninety seven for the year. Uh, yeah. We produced one video lesson per month, and that webinar was our only marketing funnel it was the only way that we sold the program uh, did ten million dollars in sales in its first year and that's it right one it. webinar was it
1: that's it man I love it
0: what year did you guys launch kind of the membership 2014-15 how long have you been going now
1: uh, pretty much 2015 January so okay. we're, uh, going on, uh, 15, 16, 17. we're going on uh we're going on our fourth year we're starting our kind of we're we're at end of quarter one, year four right now. So yeah, it's been, it's been a a wild rocket ride and, um, but it's been exciting, man. It's, it's just, it's so fun to be an entrepreneur. It's never boring. It's never the same thing. And, and that's, uh, and that's been the growth and it's crazy at each stage, you know, it's like first you're starting out, you just need to figure out how to craft an offer that converts, right? And you just need to create, create customers, right? And then you've got to then consistently be able to do that, right? And then it's like, okay, once you can consistently create customers um, with this offer, then it's like, okay, now you need to get better at traffic so you can get more of those customers, right? And then it's like, okay, now I got to focus on retention. And so you go through these like stages of, 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 growth, and and it's all different. It's just exciting. I mean, 2018 for anyone listening, like truly, this is an absolutely incredible time to be alive like where you can literally use a laptop anywhere in the world and create anything that you want and and serve people. It's just, it's insane. Like 10 years ago, I mean, I'm 24 years old. So for me, it's like, I don't know anything else, but I also can recognize that like, you know, the internet's only 24 years old, right? Facebook's only 14 years old. (laughs) So it's like, this is just an incredible time to be alive and, and, and to listen to a podcast like this and and, and to, you know, talk to people through a computer, it's just an incredible time. And we just got to realize that and take advantage of it, you
0: know? Yeah, no, absolutely. That's amazing. And then final question is, you guys, you know, you mentioned earlier you have 35 people in your team now. Where have you been learning how to grow and manage a team? Because that is a completely different skill set than creating a, and selling a product.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it started by talking to the business owners that I knew, like just in my own network, like who had employees, like, how did you do this stuff, right? Like, how do you, how do you handle it? How do you manage it? How do you grow it? What do you do? And, and, and honestly, it's like, as a pain came up, you kind of, you know, pick the problem and find out and research and get help. And, and I'm, I'm all about, um, I'm all about modeling, obviously, right? It's like, you know, if someone's been done something successfully, let's just talk to them, find out how they're doing it. And I actually, I had about 14 people on my team about six months ago, and I crossed roads with Alex Charfin and his Billionaire Code Grow and Scale program. He laid it out so simply. And so we really, we've taken that and we've ran with it. I think he, he's got a couple different levels of, of programs that are awesome for team building, for for kind of specifically internet entrepreneurs. And so he's been instrumental. And then just really taking his processes and adding our own flavor and and just developing developing that and just, you know, listening and man, it's a process though, right? And, and you realize, you realize really quickly that, you know, once you, like once you've got the process of, um, of, of people and you kind of have a system in your company to handle new people, everything at that point becomes a limit of, of, of good human resources. I think, um, one of the most undervalued things in, in the entrepreneurial world today is people and everyone wants everything to be so outsourced. But our customer service couldn't be as incredible as it is. Our community couldn't be as incredible as it is. I'm biased, by the way. So I'm saying it's incredible. I'm a little biased. But uh, but um, it couldn't be that way with, you know, with people who don't know us and are part of our culture. And, and, uh, and so we've, like, really shifted to all in-house and, and building that dream team that cares and, and fits the culture first. And then we train, you know, and that's another thing, Mike, like with, with, and you know, I may be giving way more than you asked for here, no, please. Um, <laughs> but, but one of the things that would have helped me so much is that if you hire character and you train skill, I think, I think when we hire, we look for character, we look for competence, um, and we look for commitment. So we're looking for people that are good, people that want to do the right thing, people that are competent, like can they learn quickly? Do they understand? And then people who are committed, like are they willing to put in the work? And if you have those three things, everything else you can train like there's so many incredible courses. What well, one thing that absolutely changed the way I looked at people in my, in my company was a, a guy I knew was literally just like, like I, I went to his house and he was having like, um, he had like a chef there. I was like, you have a chef. He's like, oh, well, I have an assistant. This is a chef that I flew in to teach my assistant how to cook this special way that I wanted to eat for a weekend. Cause I couldn't afford the chef so I could train him And I was like, wow, that makes so much sense. So now it's like, we can find great people, plug them into all of these crazy amazing courses and resources out there and and, and we can we can have an in-house culture and, and team and, and really provide that customer experience that we want to deliver to separate ourselves in the marketplace, right? Yeah, that's so awesome. so that's that's something that we've really done. But very cool.
0: Well I'm gonna give a, I'm gonna give a plug here for Alex. Absolutely. We have two amazing lessons. From him on selfmade guys, so if you haven't plugged into those or watched those yet, go to the platform, look up the entrepreneurship category and look for Alex's two lessons and one of them is on the billionaire code, which is this entire scaling methodology uh, that he teaches so you can go access that right now which would be uh, which would be awesome. so Brandon, thank you so much man, for the time and for the transparency. Uh, it's, uh, I'm really bummed Kalyn couldn't make it. So maybe we'll have to have her on again in a, on a, on a, a round two at some point. But yeah. this has been uh, one of my favorite episodes we've ever done. So thank you so much for all of the, uh, the value that you brought today it was awesome.
1: Yeah, no, I just, anything to help. It's just like, it's such a journey and there's so many pieces and, and, um, man, it's like you can compress time and, and shortcut it by listening to a podcast like this. And Mike, you got a rock star lineup on your podcast. I'm going to have to dig into some of these episodes, man. This is uh, some really, really good stuff. And congrats on all your success, man. Thanks for, for having me on. It's been a pleasure. And just hope uh, people can take stuff away and just implement. Just take action. Just do it, you know?
0: Yeah, no, without a doubt. And guys, go do what I did. Um, if you <laughs> success leaves clues, whether you're a man or a woman, go to ladyboss.com. If you want to learn marketing, uh, hit... <laughs> record on ScreenFlow or Jing without your credit card and go through their process.
1: Right? And then sign up for our affiliate program.
0: <laughs> there you go. That would be uh, that would be phenomenal. So yeah, without a doubt, be a, be a student of what's working and uh, and you guys are doing a phenomenal job. So go to ladyboss.com, check it out. Brandon, thank you for the time. So much appreciated. And uh, as always, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, we appreciate your support immensely. I really do appreciate and love the feedback that I get uh, from many of you after these shows through Instagram. Specifically, I get a lot of comments and on Twitter. So thanks so much for sending those in and letting me know that you're out there listening and you're getting value from all of these episodes. So thanks so much and we'll see you next week. Take care.